Well, hi there. Aren't you a pretty little surprise to have joining me and listening to me on on whatever podcasting site you're using today? You look good. Like, damn, you look good. And I am honored that you're sitting here, driving here, laying here, whatever it is you're doing here with me. You know, for some of you, this is the fourth time that we've been together, so that kind of means we're a thing now, but don't, don't worry. We don't have to put a label on it. I know that that can get confusing and complicated sometimes. However, for some of you, this may be your first time and that's okay. If you're new here, welcome to Deadlifts and Daddy Issues. My name is Quinlan Bryan. I am your host, your CEO, your baby daddy to this podcast birth mother maybe birth mother is a better option whatever um if this is your first time here again welcome today uh i have someone extremely special on the podcast she's my daddy she's well i call her mommy because she's hot um also, a little turtle told me that she's single, just throwing that out there. She's my powerlifting coach. She's my nutrition coach. She is a mentor. She is a friend. She is one of a kind. And she also has two parts because she the, the passion that burns inside this woman for what she does and who she is and all of those things is so intense and so beautiful. And she... The whole time we were on the phone doing this interview, she said some amazing, amazing things and there was no way to edit it down and make it one episode. So you know what? She also gets two parts. I do want to let you know that this was a phone interview and so the quality isn't normally what I would produce, but um, Liz lives in South Carolina and so unfortunately I could not drive there and interview her in person, but I will be seeing her very, very soon. Guys, I am excited isn't even the word. I I'm honored to have this woman on with me today. I am honored that she gave me so much time out of her day to just sit and talk. And I even got to learn things about Liz that I didn't know. So without further ado, here is part one of She's the Daddy and I'm the Issues. Everybody, Elizabeth Strain. Okay, we're live, Liz. Say hello to the Deadlift and Daddy Issues listening broadcast place. I don't know. So tell us, how are, how are you feeling today, Liz? I feel, I feel pretty great. I mean, we're, we're doing a, we're doing a podcast after cluster deadlift where I had to pull 335 for a total of 12 reps. You know, my brain's a little, I don't have deadlift brain right now, but I can pull this off. Okay. Well, I believe we in you. my corner. um I specifically told Liz to like just be comfy don't you know don't worry about your makeup obviously you guys can't see her um so I feel like it's important that I tell everybody that I have nothing but a shirt and undies on I don't even have pants on well I have deadlift stocks and a sports bra on so we're good it's a good thing we're not camera we would have to charge for this podcast (laughs) this this is free entertainment, guys. You're you're fucking welcome <laughs> for that. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So Liz has been my powerlifting coach for a little over a year. I got my first program from you April fourth of last year. But you contacted me. You contacted me. I think in 2020, and yeah. you were picking my brain about coming onto the team. And I was like, this girl, this girl belongs here. Like, where is she? It was. It's funny because I have people inquire all the time that you know may ask they kind of disappear and don't come back and you know it's not really another thought in my mind but you 
I, I was always wondering, like, where is that girl? Like, I would watch you, and I'm like, when is when is this girl <laughs> coming back? I need her. There's something special about her. And then, you know, we're all finding out everything that's special about you, which is a lot. You're making me blush. Because, mostly because you're my, you're my mini. So. I am. I look like I... Like, someone took a piece of Liz's hair and stuck it in a cloning machine and <laughs> spit it back out. Like... <laughs> to tell you though that like every time that I color my hair it does go through my mind that like it makes me a little bit sad that I'm I'm moving a little bit away from you and the way that I look but I still I still we're still twins oh yeah for sure I'm also jealous though because your skin looks better than mine and you're 15 years older than I am um thanks esthetician that is (laughs) that is something that um, I'm very open with everyone about (laughs) You know, and people are like, why do you look so good? Why do you look so young? And I'm like, well, it ain't cheap, guys. It ain't cheap. <laughs> One of those things that I cannot stand is like when, you know, an older woman in her 40s, 50s, whatever, she's like, oh, no, this is natural. I'm like, no, bitch, it ain't natural. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself and, you know, keeping that youthfulness about you. You don't. You know, you don't have to look fake, but you can still maintain your youthfulness in a very natural looking way. But you ain't got to lie about it. Oh, I 100% plan to get Botox in my forehead. Every time, yeah, start early. You know, I started going to um, a dermatologist in my 30s um, just because I had skin problems. And she would always be like, you should really consider Botox. And I'm like, bitch. (laughs) I'm like, that's rude and then finally finally I gave in because one of my best friends at the time who was in her 40s and just absolutely gorgeous she was like just go give it a shot and I'm telling you just like with powerlifting like once I started I was like how did I ever not have this in my life how did I ever go about my day with these massive wrinkles in my forehead and well uh, so that's my problem I have massive wrinkles I'm very expressive when I talk like I talk with my face have you seen my fucking lifting faces I'm very expressive and there is no hiding my face like if you say something that I think is annoying you're gonna know because my face is gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) I mean I wear I wear my emotions on my face I miss thing that I have a little Botox to control that a little bit (laughs) sometimes face. Botox is the closest to a poker face I'll get. They're never nice faces either. Like, it's like resting bitch face times 10 because, like, <laughs> yes, I have resting bitch face, but, like, also, because I remember <laughs> we were when we were in Milwaukee, I had to, like, walk across the platform, like, in front of everybody. First off, that made me want to throw up. That was back before, like, I don't give a fuck Quinlan came to the stage. And right. so, so I'm like, oh, my God, I have to walk over there with Liz, and I'm going to have to walk in front of everybody. So I, like, just shut my face off, and I walked across, and I remember you going you are the most intimidating person here, I think. And I was like, well, I'm scared of everybody here. Like, don't fuck with Quinn. Don't, do not fuck with Quinn. Can we just talk about that weekend for a second? Please, um, I love that weekend. That was an unbelievably, you know, pivotal weekend, I think, for a lot of us in, in Milwaukee. You know, a bunch of my athletes flew out to help, to come and support Mandy, but not only support Mandy, but 
help out with the meat and to spot and load. And that is an intimidating thing to do. It's, you know, there is definitely a learning curve to spotting and loading. I'm, you know, I still like get nervous when I have to do it. But oh, it terrifies me. Every time that I do it, I want to throw up. Y'all were great at it. Y'all made me so proud. Y'all picked it up. And, you know, I think that that's something that's so important in this sport is, you know, not to just be a consumer of it, but to be a contributor to the sport. And that's one of the biggest things that as a coach and as a leader of people in this sport is to get them involved. And one of the best ways to learn is not just to get your program and to, you know, run your program and focus on yourself, but to get involved and be a part of, you know, the all of these experiences and that helps you grow and and it's important to give back to the sport and you know right now I'm trying to get a lot of my lifters who are experienced and have competed to start getting their referee certifications because you know that's another important piece of it we're always we're always in need of officials in this sport and you know, I think that's another important step. I will say yep. that I gained, I've always respected people who have been in the sport longer than I have, but I had this, so that was my first time spotting, loading, roughing, and I was actually dealing with a low back injury. If you remember, I had thrown my SI out like two weeks before that deadlifting. This is before Milwaukee? Yeah. So yeah. I was still like, well, because they had already had like two um, loaders drop out. And I was like, well, I'm not going to drop out. Like, I'll just do what I can until I can't. And, um, but it was the first time I had ever done it. And I remember leaving that day, like with a whole different appreciation and respect for the sport, because that day had nothing to do with me and everything to do with all these other people who had worked, you know, exactly. not just prep. Exactly. Cause if, cause I, I started to say prep, but like, even in your off season, you're still prepping you're still working on your form and your technique and things to be ready for the next time that you go into prep and that you step on the platform. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to another um, woman that lifts on Instagram and she had posted that like, it's okay to cheer for everybody else. Absolutely. Like you've, they've worked That's just. okay, but if you're in the fortress, it's expected. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel at this point, everybody in the fortress has competed at least once. So yeah. outside of maybe some of the people who have just joined, we know what it takes mentally and physically and emotionally to get through a prep. Mm -hmm. You best believe that I'm cheering for every single person that steps on that platform because some of those preps have just about taken me out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, Funny. Liz. You so, made me so proud you were back there. You were back there back spotting like all these men with <laughs> 500 plus pounds on their back. I'm like, yes, those are my bitches up there. I was not afraid at all either. Oh. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I was like, there's like six of us up here. If it falls, it's not like I'm the only one back here. Like I was like, oh, it'll be all right. <laughs> And then at one point, they're so like towards you made mom very proud. Oh, thank you. We can't say the p word on here. It, you know what that does mom, to me. I am mom. Yeah, you're not. She's not mom. She's like the mommy. Yeah, it's it's funny. I don't know like how it kind of moved in this direction, but um, not very many people call me coach. Most everyone no. on this team calls me mom or mama Liz or mommy. When <laughs> hey, listen, if you have mommy issues <laughs> I for you hands down coach for you I will fix all of your mom issues or I'll get more mommy issues I'm not sure. <laughs> okay so Liz Liz has been my coach for 
a year and a half or like just right over a year but I feel like us in particular I'm not speaking for every single athlete on the team I'm talking about just me and you um we have a very unique relationship Liz is a mentor and a coach but she's also a friend and someone that I know I could call at 2 a.m and be like hey I don't know what I need but I need someone and she's always there and I think that's what makes to me her stand out as a coach is that it's not just here's your program here's your feedback like she's building these relationships with people. Real quick, um, how many male athletes do we have on the team? You know, that's interesting. That's a good question. So I used to have, it used to be about half and half. I, I used to have a lot of males, but I think that we have over time developed this like really big femme energy mm-hmm. in the forge. So I don't have as many men approach me. We, I have about 10 athletes. So I have 70 athletes total. Okay, not 70 athletes total. I have 70 clients total. I think maybe um, five of them just do nutrition with me, but most people do um, programming and nutrition with me. And I have about 10 men that I work with. And I love working with men. So if you're a male... You are welcome on this team. Because I feel like um, some of the and feedback. We appreciate our men on this team. We do. I love the men on our team are very, like, they're so supportive. Absolutely. I don't have Absolutely. a bad thing to say about any of the men on our team. I love every single one of them, like, with my entire heart. They are yes. truthfully genuine people. They're like brothers. They're like brothers. Abs- yeah, they're, they're like, I mean, um, I already have brothers. I started to say yeah. they're like the brothers I never had. I have three brothers, but. And they show an unbelievable amount of respect. Yes. For their fellow athletes and toward me. You know, I've never had any male athlete be inappropriate with me or, you know, be condescending to me or even cast upon me the fact that I'm a woman or made me feel that way. I am coach to them and they have always shown an unbelievable amount of respect and yeah it's it's been great shout out Um, to the men of fortress we love you shout out to the men of fortress past present and future yes you are adored even though we don't well so I got a couple messages last week about like oh so does your coach like are you all girls and I was like no there's there's some some guys I don't know how many but there's some (laughs) um so I wanted to get that yes for those of you who asked there are in fact men on the team I love working with men it's fun I am not you know and, and a lot of people recommended and suggested that I just be for females and I'm like but why yeah why why should I just be a coach for females? Why should I just bring females onto my team? Like, what is it that makes me not capable of coaching a male? Like, this is powerlifting. This is, there is a science. You know, there is like, do I understand women better and like how they, yes, because I am a woman, but at the same time, it's different from a male coach trying to understand a female coach because there's a right. lot more that deal with hormonally um and that's a big part of strength training and getting stronger and we have to work with a one month menstrual cycle yeah literally we do and it it impacts it impacts our performance so when i when i started looking for a coach i was like okay it's got to be a female because of that like i don't think a man and i'm not trying to like talk crap but I don't think a man is going to understand what, like, if I, I could, when I send you a video, I'll be like, oh, hey, I'm on my period this week. Like, you just know. I don't have to sit and explain to you, like, 
every little thing that I'm going through. You're like, yeah, I can just, I can see it. Um, But, you know, as, you know, as a woman coaching, coaching men, um, I feel like same principles apply with, um, with programming and and technique. And, And again, like you're working with the individual, you know, it's not, we always say coach, coach the lifter, you know, not just the lift or cue the lifter, not just the lift. We are entering into that person's world and, you know, developing a program that's going to meet their needs and help them progress in the ways that they need to progress. And, you know, I have a lot of people ask me like, what kind of coach are you? You know, because there's different coaching and programming styles out there. I would definitely say that my program is programming is very proprietary. I wouldn't say that um, there's any what now I've been coached by a lot of people and I've learned a lot, but I wouldn't say that I follow any uh, certain type of programming. I am, you know, the, a coach for the lifter. I'm whatever kind of coach it is that you need. Um, and if anything, I would say that I'm a lot of my programming is deficiency based programming where, you know, a lot of our how we get stronger is by training out our weaknesses. What are the weak links in a lifter? And then my programming is designed to address that and to make the weaker parts of them stronger. So those things carry over. And, you know, I'm, I'm None of, none of my programs are cookie cutter. Now, a lot of them, there's the meat and the potatoes of the programming, but everything else is just really tailored to the athlete and what it is that they need to be able to move forward. So like with us, what it, if you're, if you're stalled, you know, if there's a plateau in your training, what is it and why? And there's, you know, so many reasons why that could be. It's not even just the programming. It's, you know, it can be what's going on in the athlete's life and yeah. what dealing with mentally and emotionally and personally. And I think that that's an important aspect of being a coach is you have to be able to enter into those things, you know, with, with a certain degree of, you know, there's got to be boundaries because obviously, you know, I'm I'm not (laughs) a certified therapist, but like you've got to be able to understand that and, and be empathetic to that and work with that because those things impact a lifter's training as well. So we don't just, you know, focus on somebody's performance, you know, just their technique or right. Or we focus on everything in a person's life to help them become a better lifter. So like with me because personally, we, I feel like one of the weaknesses that you noticed off the bat was that I had weak glutes, um, which yeah. if you've seen my before pictures, I had no glutes at all. And- now that my butt went the opposite direction like it didn't go out it went in like I had a Hank Hill ass okay (laughs) if that's not allowed so I like I'm gonna use the words like I'm gonna put power lifting in quotation marks about a year before I got with Liz I followed a cookie cutter program um that you paid like $12 a month for nothing wrong with that if that's what you do everybody starts somewhere. That is where I started. But my ass has probably, I would say at least doubled in size since I got with Liz. And I kind of say that jokingly, but I also say that seriously because one of my weak spots was my glutes. I didn't know how to use them when I squatted. I didn't know how to use them when I deadlifted. I wasn't warming up properly and like turning those muscles on before I went into a session. And so that was, that was something to me that stuck out when you started talking about that was oh my gosh, you have really weak glutes and we got to fix that. And we have been working on that for the last year. And my squat went from... What kind of coach are you? I am the coach that teaches you 
to use your ass. Yup. People, people ask me all the time, okay, let me tell you something. I am extremely ADD, extremely. And I do not, you know, I'm, I'm working with 70 people and uh, most of them compete. And I've got all of them, you know, people competing every weekend. And I, I tell them, I'm like, you have got to, like, you can tell me that you're competing and you can tell me what meet you're competing in. But if you just do that, like in a, a quick message to me and then you let me know like four weeks out <laughs> that you're four weeks out, I'm going to be like, oh, Oh, oh well whoops i didn't know we were in prep i never hesitate to tell you something more than once ever and it's been so great because i have these people on a team like april and jack and and you and all these people that are helping me organize things and like we just started this discord chat which the reason why we started the discord chat is because you know we have we have this huge team of people and I'll get people into like a group chat on Instagram. Maybe they're competing together or we're all going to an event together. And so then we start to develop these like fun little relationships because we're in this group chat together. And recently I was talking to you cause like the indie group, for example, that was what 12 of us yeah. in this group. And you know, you go through prep together and you go to these events together and you're, you're sharing the same experiences and you're getting really close. And I remember telling you guys like, y'all, we have this, we have all of these people on our team that are incredible. And, you know, I talk about being a team and how important it is. That's such an important piece of Fortress and, and bringing everybody. How do I bring everybody together um, so that we're not all separated in these little groups that feel like clicks sometimes, even yeah. though they're not, but you can't like add 70 people to an Instagram and, and like who, who wants to be in those notifications anyway. So, right. um, April, powerlifting pinup girl, y'all go give her a follow. We love um, you, April. She started, she started the discord chat and that's been awesome because that's been a way to get everybody in fortress into the same app able to communicate what i love about it personally is the fact that (laughs) april's like created a calendar of events she's so organized yeah she's so organized and that's what i need in my life like people who can organize the chaos that is in my brain she even has like it's organized man great things happen (laughs) she so like she organizes this discord and then there's like all these other little like side chats like what is this accessory here's meal prep thing and like all this stuff and I'm like oh this is the most genius thing I didn't know not I did I did not know what discord was until April like suggested it and then I downloaded it that was like you telling me to download whatsapp I was like what the fuck is a whatsapp I've never used it before so that's been the biggest thing as fortress has grown is for me to have these organizational skills uh, because I can get extremely overwhelmed when you've got 70 athletes that are, you know, sending you their lists every day and they're sending them to you on text and Instagram and Facebook and all these places. And I'm like, now I, I feel like I'm getting more organized and managing things a lot better. And I also, so <laughs> this is like same, same, but not. So I've only had um, deadlifts and daddy issues. It's still a tiny little fetus. I've only had it for like three weeks. Um, for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> and it's my favorite podcast. Stop it. <gasps> I'm gonna start blushing like this podcast again. More than more than morbid podcasts I listen to. Um, I'm obsessed 
murder. Uh, so, oh my gosh, same. Have you watched The Staircase yet? Yes. You told me to watch it. I started watching it on HBO. It's incredible. Oh my gosh, is that not I so good? That episode comes out tonight, so, or today. Um, yeah, tonight at 12.02. So that's it's stupid, is that I can't set it at 12 a.m. It has to be, like, a minute or two after 12 a.m. Or it posts it on Thursday. Yeah. So it's always, like, something stupid random, like 12.02 or 12.03. I don't fucking know. Anyways, so, um... <laughs> it's you know I think people at this if they've been here since episode one they expect it like if if they're an <laughs> yeah, OG I mean, listener like what <laughs> they're here um so staying on topic is hard the one of the okay so I was saying I started getting a lot a lot of DMs about like hey I listened to your podcast it's so great like blah 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 thank you everybody by the way um for all of your feedback please don't take what I'm about to say to heart I need all of the messages from all of you I read all of them however when I wake up to 67 notifications from Instagram I instantly want to throw up I'm like oh there's 67 people that want my attention and the second thing I think is how does Liz do this every fucking day <laughs> Like, this is minus 667 notifications. There's no way I would lose. And, like, these people don't need my feedback. They don't need my attention in any way. They are just, you know, they're being great people and telling me that they've listened or they've tagged me or, like, whatever. <laughs> and I appreciate those messages so much. But my phone goes on Do Not Disturb at 1030. And, yeah. um. Thanks. So, I don't open anything after 10. I'm usually asleep by 10.30. I'm a grandma. Like, I might be 25, oh. but mama goes, is in bed by 9 o'clock every night. Okay. I am in bed by 10 p.m. every single night if I can help it. And uh, last night I went to bed at 9.30 and uh, woke up at 9.30. So, I got That's 12 okay. hours sleep last night. I love sleep. And anybody... Same shame me for that <laughs> I don't think anybody in their correct mindset which I mean none of us sleep really actually wonderful. are but sleep is oh god it like ugh, I get all hot and bothered thinking about sleep I know me too like mm. I have this big feather sleep oh good like this big <laughs> feather blanket that actually gets feathers everywhere but I don't even give a fuck it's so comfy and like oh just thinking about crawling like right now like if I just go crawl in my feather mattress and like forget that the world exists yes please that is fantastic it's wonderful there's nothing wrong and with forgetting the world exists every now and then it's essential and I also like my recovery, <laughs> let me tell you that my recovery is fantastic. Yeah. I sleep I, so much. Yeah, I mean, when people are like, why do you look so young? I'm like, because I sleep 10 hours a night, okay? <laughs> um, Which is the great thing about owning my own business. I think, like, I cannot imagine having to wake up every single day and get ready and leave my house and go to a job it sucks let like, me just tell that, you <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare it I is mean, <laughs> the last time the last time I actually had a nine-to-five job was um in my 20s at drumroll blah, blah, blah. no it wasn't a strip club believe it or not <sighs> it was a bank a bank I worked at a bank which totally shocks people and was I good at it no I was not <laughs> I was not <laughs> Um, and I hated it, but I was really good at sales. I was really good at like getting people to buy products, but like at a bank, I'm like, hold on, I got to start over counting your money. You sold products <laughs> at a bank? Well, just, you know, selling checking accounts or oh, okay. whatever. 
I was like, um, what kind of bank are I we can... talking about, Liz? Because, <laughs> you know, like, the code name. So, like, if you're, like, a stripper, you have an OnlyFans or whatever. It was a firm bank that I worked at, okay? <laughs> so, but people will say, like, oh, I'm an accountant. If someone tells you they're an accountant, there's a 95% chance they're not actually an accountant. They're, like, a porn star or they have an OnlyFans or, like, sell yeah. their feet on the internet I or something. For. <laughs> but if... Because who's going to be like, oh, like, I don't know what really necessarily an accountant does, but who's going to ask you about that? <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm meeting with one next week, though. I'm meeting with a financial advisor next week. But, like, if someone told me that they were an accountant and I didn't know that that was, like, code for, like, oh, I am actually a stripper, I would not ask them anything about that. <laughs> I don't know what an accountant does. I don't, like, are they at banks? I wouldn't be like, oh, what bank do you work at? No, I don't. Okay, cool. You're smarter than me. Congratulations. That's all I got for that. Like, I don't fucking know. Um, okay, Jesus. Uh, the only numbers I deal with are you people's numbers. And to be honest with you, like, I, I count... I count colors. Like, I can look at a barbell, see the plates that are on it, and I don't know the kilos, but I will know the pounds. Like, right. It's it, the last meet that I was at. I'm in the warm-up room, and everyone in there, I'm literally, they called me the rain man because I'm standing in there, and people would be like, I need, you know, 220. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be a red and a yellow. <laughs> and they're like, what? So, or, yeah, whatever. That's usually my job now when I go to meets and I'm in the warm-up room. I just count colors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your coach can do that. Well, my coach can count colors. But not with the actual kilos, just with the colors. If the plates were, like, all black, I would be fucked. Oh, yeah. No, same. I would have no idea what was going on if plates were all black. Um, We're a little bit spoiled in the fortress. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Like, the last week we were like, Liz, is there going to be squat bars? um, A strange attraction and obsession with the kilo plates i'm just kidding i actually love lifting with pounds um pounds are sexy pound plates are like they make this like sound that is very sexy to me i enjoy lifting with pounds so for me it's like a luxury when i get to lift with pound plates but just god forbid i'm gonna have my calculator with me do you are your plates in like the fortress like hq are they are they kilos yes yeah, okay. They're kilos. I've, I've never rope. paid attention. Yeah. I'm too busy watching you lift to pay attention as to what kind of fucking plates you're using. <laughs> yeah, and here's an exciting, well, just tangent a little bit, too, is, uh, so I've gotten into meat directing. I've directed to going on three meat and um, hopefully many, many more in the future. I oh, want to yeah. move in that direction because I love directing it. I love throwing meat. I love game day. Game day is my favorite. Well, so, um, so I will actually need to fortress is getting the equipment that i need to to be able to like just run my own me so i don't have to borrow it from anyone else so i've got the kilos i've got the bars and as of today i've got a combo rack and it's fortress colored and it's from ghost it's like a custom combo rack oh i didn't know it was custom it's been in the box I can't wait to do the big reveal, but that's going to be sitting in the fortress, too. I can't even... That makes me feel, like, so legit. You are legit, Liz. I have my own combo rack. I need... was not cheap on that investment. I need to actually plan a trip, like, to South Carolina. Oh, yeah. I keep seeing all these people there, and I'm like, well, good for you. You coming. Tell me, and I will be there. I have a car. It's only, like, 10 hours. I could literally be there in a day. So, my life has changed 
quite dramatically. I was recently, trying to lead into that. Way. Um, I moved to South Carolina in January and got my own house. I have my own house for the first time in, oh, wait, hold on, ever. That's so exciting. I just got oh goosebumps. Uh, I mean, absolutely wonderful. I am like, I couldn't be happier. And now it's like I have the powerlifting Airbnb. It was like almost immediately people started coming and traveling to visit me. And they'll stay with me for a few days. And we I teach them to lift. They get hands-on coaching. I can't wait to deadlift with out you. out at night. And I, they come. And I'm like, you know what? This is so low-key. Like, you just come here. You can sleep in. You make yourself at home. The only thing I ask is that you cook for me. Oh. <laughs> you can. It can cook for me. Sam, Sam could not cook for me. But but she she could. Well, she could. She could uh, cook, scramble some really mean eggs. Okay, can we talk about Sam for a second? Sam, I hope you're listening right now. Sam is <laughs> so an indie. We'll make sure she does. Yeah, she does. I know she does. But... Sam and Indy was absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. She was on, t- have you eaten? Do you need a protein shake? Do you, what, have you, how much water have you drank? Like, she was on top of every, that was the most fueled I've Sam ever been in a meet. And Meg, and Danny, and Jack, and Hannah, and Pharaoh, and, and that is what I love about this team, is that, like, we go to these meets, and all of these people that are on the team that are not lifting will travel and they'll yeah. come and they'll handle people and take care of everyone, which is huge for me. It's huge for our athletes that are competing to have that kind of support, but also it's huge for them because it gives them an opportunity to know how to do these things. So and that's what I want is to like create people, you know, help people mature as athletes. And that's a huge part of it. I so in Indy, which I've mentioned this um, two weeks ago, well, it will be two weeks ago when this airs, um, I went into a really bad flare-up 48 hours before I was supposed to compete, and I was swelling, and my body was shutting down. Yeah, it was fu- I had an amazing prep. Prep was, my squat shot up, my deadlift was insane. I had an amazing prep, and 48 hours before I was supposed to step on the platform, I felt myself get sick. And I'll do a whole other episode on, like... Have you talked about, like, what what you have, like... No, I'm such a chicken shit. I need to. So, very, very, very briefly... Understand, it's important for people to understand that you know there there are people with autoimmune disorders and all kinds of things and health issues that um that they have to work around besides being forget being a fucking woman with hormones then you've got you know an an autoimmune issue that you have to work with and you don't know when that's gonna flip up so you can man as much as you can but it's important for people to know that you can deal with this and work around it and still be successful and i'll i'll make it its own episode um but very brief I, I have um, two autoimmune diseases or conditions, and I'm being tested for a third right now. And 48 well, hours before, later, but do what? You can talk about those in you know another episode. Yeah. We don't, so I get ready to step on the platform, and I am sicker than a dog. I don't feel good. Um, I'm swollen. Everything hurts. And it has. It was one of the most intense flare-ups I've been in a while. But I'm saying all this to say, like, despite everything that happened that day, I I was still in the best mood because of yeah. the other athletes who had showed up and were like, no, you're fine. What what can we do for you? How do we make this easier on you? Um, Jack handled me 
and person like she loaded all my stuff and you know we I pushed through the day because if I hadn't had everybody there I would have stopped I would not I don't know that I even would have went and weighed in and to have though that team of people behind me but like just the energy is it's like addicting like every time someone says they're competing I want to go and to know that you're worth uh, to have people who love you for who you are and who have seen the work that you've put in and understand like your emotions and everything that that you've gone through to have those people there it helps you realize that your worth is not in your total or in whatever numbers that you get that's extremely important but you're showing up despite anything that you're going through at the moment and you're getting out there and you're showing people who you are because you can pull that off despite what you're going through and that's hard to remind yourself of that and so when you have these people that are around you that love you and understand you and can speak to you on a level that most people couldn't <laughs> um, or most coaches or, or whoever because they know who you are. Yeah. And and that was, you know, when, when you went out there for your deadlift, yeah. you go out and now Quinn had pulled like what, 3.30 in training. I don't know if you ever pulled it for a double, but I mean, you pulled up to, what? Is, what was your max pull in training? Uh, 3.60. Yeah, 3.60, okay. And it was fast. And she goes out and deadlift was by far her best lift through prep. And the least one that I was worried about. Yeah. Um, he goes out and pulls her opener, which was a PR, um, and tripped or fell or something, lost your footing. But it had to do with what was going on with her because her body just was not so functioning the, right. The right side of my body was like just shutting down completely. Just shut down. Yeah. And then um, you go and you pull it for the second time. And what happened the second time? I just, I don't know. I passed out. I opened my eyes and it, there were three different men holding out. me. <laughs> She literally went out there with nothing. Like she, it was like she almost didn't even exist at the time. And she goes and she sits down and she puts her feet up and and I go over to her and I get in her face. And because, and this is why it's so important to have people that believe in you and who can see you and be objective to certain things when you're feeling that way. Because I knew without a doubt in my mind that she had that, that she had that pull. She missed it twice. I mean, that was a scary thing to do. And you're thinking, this is my last lift of the day. And if I don't get it, I'm going to bomb out of this meet. That is a lot to carry. And, you know, as a coach, it's like, how do you deal with this person in this moment? And, And if you don't know your athletes, you don't know how to speak to them. Because at that moment, you know, physically, we could not control what was going on. And so you have to, whatever piece of her was left inside of her physically, like that had to be brought out of her mentally. And, you know, so I got, I got in your face and, and I spoke pretty deliberately to you. And I was like, look me in the eye and you are going to go out there and you have this, like you have execute, you know how to execute this lift. This is not an issue you know, of of strength for you, it's a, you've got, you know, whatever going on. And now at this point, it's become very mental because you've missed two lifts. And, you know, I said, let's remember who the fuck you are. 
and what you're capable of. And you're going to, I'm telling you right now, you're going to go out there and, and get this lift. And, um, and there was something like in your, you know, I could have been probably more sympathetic to you. <laughs> I think I was pretty hard. I'm so you. glad like, you weren't though. At, I was like, look at me, look at me, stop, like get out of your head. You're going to go out there and pull this. If you don't believe that you are, I believe that you are. And I know that you are. And when you don't don't believe in yourself, to have somebody else believe in you and tell you what you're capable of is everything. As she goes out there and she pulls it on our third on our third list hashtag problem child (laughs) it was epic i was like well gwen just showed everybody who the fuck she is (laughs) it was terrifying you made me so proud and And, and that to me is what made me have this incredible level of respect for an athlete is not just when they go out you know have this nine nine day i mean obviously that's respectable but when somebody is has adversity and has all these you know scary and unexpected things happen on the platform and then they're able to mentally be able to carry themselves through and pull it off that's incredible and that's what you did you got your 303 squat you still got your deadlift you pr'd and you know you were di- you were disappointed in yourself but that was like i still remember uh, too in hindsight i think in hindsight you were able to see it for what it really was um and, and that helps you see yourself differently and understand the type of person that you are and what you're capable of and that's why i love this sport you know it's not i always say like we the medals and the first place and the totals and all that stuff like they don't add value to us we add value to them i feel like okay we've talked about you're a coach and we've talked about the team but what got you into powerlifting what made you decide that that was what you wanted to do Mm, i love this question uh what got me into powerlifting as an athlete yes start there yes you know i've been in this industry for a long time i'm an old lady but um you're a hot old lady but yeah okay yes True. So I actually started out um, as a like doing group fitness and and I became a group fitness instructor and like that was my world. That was what was hot like 10, 15 years ago. And um, and what I loved about it was that, you know, there was a community. There was community like I was a military wife at the time no longer and um I was you know all of our husbands were deployed at the time and I lived in like this little cookie cutter neighborhood out in Washington state and we had this gym like right outside of our neighborhood so we would all meet there and we would go and we would go to these group fitness classes and so I started to see that's when I really started to change I mean just and started to develop this confidence in myself and you know I was a young mom at the time and um, just loved, you know, being able to push push myself, discipline myself. And, and then I had these people that, you know, shared the same interests and we loved meeting together at the gym. And so that just started kind of became my life. And it's what I fell in love with. I became a group fitness instructor and like developed this whole uh, or became a group fitness director and um, built this whole group fitness program in a new gym. Um, and started teaching boot camps, which was way, felt way more in line with like what, um, I'm, 
I'm good at <laughs> yelling at yelling at people and torturing them. <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, and that was kind of my world was like the whole cardio ish, cardio conditioning ish type. And it's interesting. This is a very important part of my experience as you know, someone in the gym which is also a huge part of what makes me the kind of coach that I am as a powerlifting coach now. But there was somebody at my gym at the time, she was a figure competitor and she taught me, she was like, Hey, do you want to squat? And I'm like, uh, not really, but okay. Like if I can have a body like that, sure. I'll give it a shot. Uh, and so she, you know, quote, showed me how to squat, but it was like the worst experience of my life. I hated it. It hurt. It felt bad. I was not good at it. And I had a really bad experience because, you know, I wasn't taught how to squat. I was right. just like, here, squat. And um, and that experience right there made me be like, this is, this is not for me. Like, I'm... I'm not built to do this and moved away from that, you know, back into the whole boot camp thing. So after I lived in Washington, I moved to Oklahoma and where I was running this boot camp. And at the time, you know, I started like watching girls who lift and the Instagram like was not really a thing at this time, right. not the way now anyway. You know, I had friends that were lifting. Like, there was this one friend of mine who was getting into a bikini competition and another getting into their face. And I was like, I love their bodies. This, this, you know, bikini competitor was like, actually had muscle. <laughs> anyway, so, so it's like, I want to start lifting weight. I want to try it again. So I started lifting weight. My body really started changing. I actually, my boot camp that I taught, I kind of turned it into like a bro split at the time. I love that. I was also getting my personal trainer certification. This was 2011. And so all, everything that I was learning, you know, through NASM at the time, I, I felt like, well, I need to be doing this myself. Started lifting weight, loved it. Everybody in my boot camp, once we stopped doing all the cardio stuff and we started really lifting weight, that's when everybody's body started changing. That's when they were really having fun um, because being strong and getting strong as a woman, it does something to a woman. Oh my God, um, yes. They want to show up for that. So yep. I go, then I get pregnant with twins, okay? I continue to lift, you know, I do my boot camp, but I always go to <clears throat> plant fitness. <laughs> <gasps> Liz, I know. Not when like, it fits. You know, I was like pregnant with twins, but I was still a total long. And we go in there, and and they actually spoke with me a few times about like being inappropriate there. Imagine that Liz being inappropriate. I know. Not Liz Strain, never. So right after I had the twins, I um I had lifted my whole pregnancy. Right after I had the twins, we had, we had moved to Virginia. And I know I move a lot. We moved to Virginia and I started lifting weight when the twins were like six months old. I would go to the gym and that's all I would do. And um, that's when I got into like macro dieting, flexible dieting, and my body completely changed. And then I started getting obsessed with like lifting weight. And then I reached out to somebody who, long story short, took me through a figure competition. Um, I worked my ass off, went on that stage and qualified for nationals at like my first 
figure competition. So now I'm getting to what, how I got into powerlifting. So they're like, so when I got the judges feedback, they were like, you're, you're very top heavy. You need to build up your glutes and your hamstrings. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I know what builds up glutes and hamstrings. What heavy squatting, heavy deadlifting. Yeah. So at the time I working at Gold's Gym as a personal trainer and there were these powerlifters and strongman competitors there who were also like trainers and they I was like y'all need to teach me how to do this so I go and I remember the first time that I squatted with this group of people that I totally looked up to and was like they're the cool kids at the gym you know yeah and, and I they they were like oh my god Liz you're so strong and I was like I am not I only that. I mean I like <laughs> I like it when people tell me I'm strong and pretty. So me too, like me that's need to do whatever you want, by the way. Tell me I'm strong and pretty and feed me. Liz, um, you're so strong and you're like you're just so hot. And if I were there right now, I would make you the fattest meal ever. Oh, and would you let me go to bed? Would you tuck me in bed at nine? Uh, we would be cuddling. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, do you want to be outside or inside spoon? Big spoon, little spoon. We can switch. We can take turns. <laughs> it's important to take turns when you're spooning. <laughs> I'm spooning. I am not. I am not scared. Ask Jack. Like she came over here to spend the night. I'm like, get my bed. Let's spoon. I'm such uh-huh. a like when I'm close to people. I'm such a physical, touchy person. Now, if you don't know me, yeah. don't touch me. I'll freak out. But like, if I'm close to someone, I have yeah. no sense of personal space. So much None. touching. So much touching. So much. Um, you are not comfortable with being touched. Then I am also not the coach for you because <laughs> I will touch you, and hopefully, I won't end up on a documentary one day. Like, oh, I my coach was just. You know, teaching me how to use my glutes, but, uh... Totally grabbed a handful of my ass. Yeah. That was literally... Do you remember in Uh, Milwaukee, that was how... You taught me to use my glutes. I will not touch your glutes without your consent, okay? Anyway, long story short, I started training, like, powerlifting. Um, I started following a powerlifting program. The coach that took me through a figure competition was also a powerlifter. He also powerlifted, so he kind of put me on this program. And then I was like, you know what? I I was really struggling with, like, all the weight gain, you know, after a figure competition. And um, mentally, I needed something different so I was like well I'll just compete in a powerlifting competition instead so I go to this meet and I'm 35 years old okay 35 years old and my I was a sub master at my first competition that is how old I am six years ago do the math or don't please don't I go and I got see what was my squat I think my squat was 254 my bench was 171 and my deadlift was 300 it was the first time like I'm a terrible deadlifter by the way y'all like I'm just it's just not my thing um so, so then I got like broke the state records which wasn't hard to do back then because I was a submaster in Virginia West I was in West Virginia I was like oh my god I am such a big deal like I just deadlifted 300 pounds and I broke state records I'm a power lifter I have a power lifter and, um, Liz, you're li- yeah. you're leaving out a very important. Also, also, so I had no idea until probably two years ago. I was talking to JP, and I like showed him a video of my first. Cause he's coaching me at the time, so I to- showed him a video of like my first squats. Like, oh, isn't this cute? And he's like, Liz, I don't know if anyone's told you this yet. He's like, but you're wearing your singlet backwards. I was hoping I you were gonna no say idea. that. <laughs> like four years later uh 
learned for the first time that I was wearing my I was going to make you tell that part if you didn't. I was going to be like, wait, 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 go back. You're missing something here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't, though, because I thought I was such a badass. Um, but then I get, I get those lifts, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Did that powerlifting competition, and I loved it, and I was like, I am never looking back and it has been powerlifting ever since. And let me tell you, powerlifting is bodybuilding. Yeah, absolutely. You want a body, you know, I don't know why people, people separate the two because they're, they're different sports. Right. Um, But you know, bodybuilding is building your body. Like you can't put it on, you can't get lean and put it on stage without, you know, um, being in the caloric plus and actually changing your body and putting mass on. And there is nothing that does that better than powerlifting. When I walk my butt jiggles, if I'm not wearing jeans, and if you don't know what that feeling is, then you need to powerlift. Because... Existing... I just, like, when I, like, if I, especially when I'm in, like, a sundress, and I can feel it, like, I can feel my dress, like, bouncing off of my ass, that, that is the most life-changing experience. If your ass doesn't do that when you're in a sundress, then, um, allow me to introduce you to my coach, Liz Strain. Yes, the queen of building ass. Four trasses. And it will grow as a result. A big juicy ass and a big juicy total. Um, Those are benefits. By the way, I'm also a um, nutrition coach and I call myself a performance nutrition coach because that's how I design my nutrition programs. And any of my athletes that are doing my nutrition are better athletes, period. They, because I focus on making food be, you know, a source of energy. I, I give them, I give, I feed my athletes to become more. So does that mean become bigger and larger? I mean, if that's what you want, sure. I'm all about that. But my goal is always how much can I be feeding an athlete so that they're performing well in the gym? My goal is always to get calories up more than it is to get them down because we're not supposed to as athletes we're not supposed to be starving ourselves we're not supposed to be on these low calorie diets no. we're not going to be able to perform and our bodies won't be able to change and so I, I help people look at food as a tool for performance and when you look at it that way and you're like I'm using this to become a better lifter that changes your relationship with food okay Was that the best place to cut it off? No. Was there ever really a good place to cut it off? Also, no. So that's where I'm going to stop at. Next week, Liz goes into a very passionate conversation about powerlifting and what it can do for you and how it can change you. And if your fire has been a little dull lately, if you need a little extra spark, which we all do, I highly, highly, highly encourage you come back and listen to what she has to say next week. It gave me goosebumps. It give it gave me goosebumps the entire time I was editing it. It still gives me goosebumps. It still makes me emotional. I think these are things that people need to hear, especially people who compete regularly. So I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, be here next week. It's important. I almost published the second half of our interview first because it's so, so, so good. However, I think that you needed to know who Liz was and know what she stands for and know who she is and know what she's going for and working towards before I release that. So now that you know Liz a little bit, let me show you 
her heart and how wonderful she is and why one of the very many reasons why I stand not just behind her but next to her and say yes 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 and all right guys I hope you have the best fucking week ever and I will there's no question about it I will see you here next week on deadlifts and daddy issues I love you so much and I'll see you so so soon it's only a week you can do this only a week. If you miss me that much, you can go back and listen to another episode, okay? All right. Goodbye.